Hey, what's up, everybody? I just want to let you know that all guest interviews on the podcast are pre-recorded days in advance. So if anything we talk about does seem a little off, I just want to let you know that we are going off the facts that we had at the time of recording. Now that's out the way. Please sit back and relax and enjoy this interview with AJ from the Red Room Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to High on Infinity. This is usually the podcast dedicated to sports and nerd culture, but today... We have a very special guest from the Red Room Podcast, a podcast dedicated to everything hip-hop, rap, music, R&B. If you like music, listen to the Red Room Podcast on all your streaming platforms from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app. Like I said, our guest here today from the Red Room Podcast, AJ, how you doing today, my good sir? Hey, what up, what up, man? Appreciate you for having me, dog. That was a hell of an intro. Bro. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I can say <laughs> I got to make the guests feel special. Hell yeah, man. Uh, appreciate y'all for having me, man. Yeah, I'm AJ from the Red Room Podcast. Like, just do everything this man Jake just said. Uh, listen to me. Yeah, we'll get it at the end also, but how you doing today, man? How's life? Man, it been going good, bro. Just taking it easy, man. Keeping it smooth. Taking it one day at a time, bro. That's all you can do, especially with 2020, man. Honestly, 2020. Hot as hell outside, ain't it? Man, bro, look. <laughs> it's hot. I, I can't wait for it to be winter. Like, people look at me like side-eye when I say winter is my favorite holiday. Because, you know, like, with winter, you can get yourself warmer. But summer, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. can't. Look, man, I'm a, I'm a straight-up set. I'm a big dude, bro. So, like, I just can't be, like. Taking my shirt off, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I, I can't just throw my shirt off, but like in the winter, man, you can throw another shirt on, you can throw some more clothes on. Ain't That's nothing. why I like the fall, yeah, I like right that. there in the fall when you, you can see your breath, but you can't see too much of it. Yeah, you know, like when it's summertime, you go out your first, like, god damn, and when <laughs> in wintertime, it's like, woo, yeah, well, yeah, with summertime, it's like I get frustrated when I get hot, you know, heat and frustration don't mix. Yeah, you right about that, man. Going through band camp. Shit, you went through band camp, man. Oh, yeah. So, like, going through band camp, bro, like, you got to deal with the heat and the frustration. And I made a vow. Whenever I was done with all that, I ain't going to be hot unless I got to be. Oh, yeah. That's like, that's how it is now. Like, I'm not stepping outside. It was a half to step outside. You need break a damn sweat just checking the mail. <laughs> be the sweat walking down, running all down the crack of your ass. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to get into the, uh, to the interview. Okay, first off. With the Red Room Podcast, what inspired you to start podcasting? Man, what inspired me, bro? Look, I remember vaguely, it was a couple years back, uh, my boy Tyler had put up on Twitter, he was like, man, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And that was the tweet, that was it. And I ain't think nothing of it. And then he actually executed on it. And then, man, going on down the line, like, people kept on asking me, like, you know, it, we, we've been through a lot through college, man. We through mm-hmm. parties. We done been on escapades. We done been through all kind of adventures. And people really be asking me, like, bro, you really did some of the stuff in all these stories and stuff you be telling me? I'm like, yeah, bro, this stuff is not a lie. Like, we done really did all this. And I'm one of those people who just so happen to like like a bunch of different kind of music. Like, I listen to, I dabble in all kind of music, man. Like, classical uh, I'm an actual percussionist. I'm an actual musician. So I listen from everything from classical to hip-hop, the different little subcategories of hip-hop, uh, R&B, rock, everything. I listen to it all. So people really chime in and ask me about my different music preferences. They ask me about a bunch of music stuff. Okay. And uh, 
I had my boy Jahari. Uh, I told him one day that I was thinking about starting a podcast after I saw my homies tweet and then I like got everything written down that I could. I was like, I could actually do this. And Jahari, man, one of the Jahari is like the backbone of the podcast for real. He was like, hey, man, anytime you're ready to do this, we can do it. So like that's how it sparked off. Okay, cool. Before we get into like how'd you come up with the name, you say you are, you know, listening to different types of music. Like, what's one, what's one artist or one song that you know that you say you like? You're like, wow, he really likes that. Like, man, I'm gonna try to be way outside my category, <laughs> man, because like I'm a black dude, so I listen to oldies, I listen to blues, I listen to rock, alternative. Uh, but one of my favorite songs would one of my favorite artists man would have to be Coheed and Cambria. Okay. I remember I remember you played that in rock band back, yep. in, back in high school. Yep. Okay, what what's your uh what's your I don't know if that's the same thing, but what's your guilty pleasure song? A song you'll take to the grave. Ooh. Guilty pleasure song. Song I take to the grave, man. Uh I don't know if it's really a guilty pleasure because everybody like this song, man. Teen Spirit. I mean, it smells like Teen Spirit. Okay, okay. My guilty pleasure song is don't laugh. On, I, I don't think I don't. I only talk probably about three people, two or three people. But my guilty pleasure song that I would take to the grave is Britney Spears' "Toxic." Man, bro, look at here, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I take that back. I ain't gonna lie. I be singing uh Rihanna, "Bitch, but I have my money." Oh. to the top of my lungs when I'm alone. Oh, when you're in the car. <laughs> hey, yeah, boy. <laughs> In the car, in the house by yourself when you just got, like, ain't nobody around. Yeah, like, looking around. Hell yeah. Okay, but, okay, moving on. But with, like I said, with the Red Room Podcast, how did you come up with the name? And did you have any other names before we came up with that? Uh, did I have any other names, man? Uh, I don't know. I think I pretty much ruled out anything else as far as a name Uh, when I did, like, the background. Because it took me a lot to start the podcast. Like, one day, legit, I, like, was in my room, I got a notepad, you know, just a composition notebook, and started writing stuff, different stories, different musicians I listened to, uh, and different names, and the first thing I put was the Red Room Podcast, because the people that don't know, in 2016, 2016, whenever we moved to our trailer, man, our first trailer in college, we had, like, this room in our house when we threw parties, it was the red room. We had a red light bulb in there. It was the smoke room. The room, we had a TV, surround sound. You go in there, talk about your problems, have a smoke session. It was real deal, the all-purpose room. That was the room where you just be like, hey, man, some people coming through. Uh, We're going to be in the red room. You know, we don't want to disturb everybody else in the living room. Uh, People might be in their rooms trying to do what they do, projects, homework, all that. So uh, we had a red light bulb, man. We called it the red room. So I felt like that really relayed like my my just me really. Okay, they so do. okay, that's very interesting. I already knew that story for the most part, really. yeah. But for the <laughs> listeners out there, yeah. But uh, on in your podcast, you said that say the city your house was sort of the party house. Yeah. Like when was. did you realize? Well, that's your you and your roommates' intentions when y'all first moved in together. Oh hell no, nah. <laughs> uh, man. Me and my roommates, man, me and my old roommates, uh, I went straight out of a dorm room freshman year to an apartment. I only knew one person. 
uh, and that was my boy Josh because he was my frat brother and my boy Steven. I met him like when we were moving into the apartment. Okay, so like y'all didn't know each other. Yeah, at all. And so uh, we got cool. And then like going on into the school year, we were like, bruh, ain't nobody throwing no parties. Ain't nobody having no fun. We got this apartment. We got space. Like we, nigga, this is our first apartment. <laughs> so, man, we were just like, hey, everybody, we getting some alcohol. We turning up the night. And that was at 1221. That was the first party, official party spot for us, man. Two fives in the side. Uh, we turned it up. And from that day forward, we were the party house, like, no matter where we was at. Okay, well, so was was that, like, you know, like, okay, we're going to throw one or two and see how it goes. Like, how many parties in were you like, oh, wow, this is really the party house? Man, dude, officially, like, first off, we didn't even throw a party. We were like, hey, we just got, we had a long day, classes, band, all this bullshit. I actually think it was after, like, a Thursday night rehearsal uh, in band. We were like, hey, y'all, we going to do something at the crib, pull up. And a bunch of people from band pulled up, man. It was like 50, 60 people. Everybody pulled up. And I was like, all right, cool. It's a party. And then we did that consecutively like two or three times a week. But we didn't officially become the party house when I realized it until my boy Coop birthday. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Man, man, we had threw some parties before then, like off and on. But after my boy Coop birthday, we we were the party house, man. We we felt the floor move. We had to kick people out. We we were really worried about our apartment, man. Like we thought it was finna collapse. Oh yeah, I, I remember every time I'm there, like I don't think I ever told you, but I always respect these y'all because like you know it takes a lot for invite. You know, just your friends, especially total strangers. I'm pretty sure you, you didn't know everybody. There. Yeah, oh, hell no. Like, I always respected that. Like, y'all felt comfortable enough to let people, you probably never even met. And see, that's the house. thing about it, man. We had people like you, Tyler. We had a bunch of people who were actually really close to us, including frat brothers, man. Like, between actual friends that we didn't know, I didn't know you for what, over 10, over about 15 years now? About. About 10? I said like 12 or 13. Yeah, something like that, man. And like, uh, way before college, and we had him coming in, Coop, uh, Tyler, a uh, bunch of people, man, that we were actually, like, got relationships with, and they respect us, we respect them, and we, they know, I know that they wouldn't bring any harm to our spot, and, like, they would respect it, so if they see somebody doing some stupid shit, they'll be like, nah, bro, AJ ain't about this shit, Josh ain't about this, AJ ain't about, I mean, uh, Steven ain't about this, so respect they shit, man. And then, like, they'll come and tell one of us, and we'll act, we'll handle the situation accordingly. Mm-hmm. So, that's how I was, man. It's just, uh, you know, having good friends at a party, bro. You can't have everybody be a stranger in your crib. Oh, yeah, I understand that. It's safe to say that Cooper's birthday party was the best party you ever had, or you have another? Or it's hard to pick. Man, it's hard to pick, bro. It's a bunch of them. Uh, like yeah, I said, you like, yeah. one that stuck out. If I got to pick one that stuck out. For good reason or bad reasons. It's probably two of them. Uh, Coop's party was number one because we had to kick it. Bro, it was really like three, four hundred people. Like the whole uh, parking lot was flooded. The whole stairwell, my apartment. We felt the floor moving, man. We had to kick people out because we were like, look, this floor might collapse. We were on the second floor, dog. Uh, my boy Coop just straight up just kicked motherfuckers out of there. And we were like, I right, bet. Uh, but... Aside from that one, 
the next one would have to be, I think it was a Green Book Party. Uh, and I tell these stories on my podcast, y'all. Y'all can always revisit my podcast for the different stories. But we sold punch at one party, man. Uh, it was directly after band camp had finished. The whole band, it was like 300 plus people. Shit, damn near 400, man, because it was the whole band plus other people. So it was just deep. And we sold punch. Uh, we sold other alcohol. It was flooded, man. The kitchen floor, our kitchen floor. This is when we moved from the apartment to the trailer. It almost fell in. We lost a door in the house. It, it was wild, dog. The police showed up because they, the police, man, it took them like a good 20 minutes to even get down, like down the road to make it to our house because cars were parked all the way up the hill. Like, you know, bumper to bumper, mm-hmm. all the way to the sides. And when they finally made it down, they was just like, hey, who the hell live here? And everybody who lived there, man, we were all kind of out of it. We were drunk. And we were like, who's the least drunk? And I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> so me and Stephen went down there. And we just talked to the police. And we handled the situation. We handled the situation. But it could have been real bad from what they were talking about. They hit us up with, as soon as they saw us, they were like, I see you're selling punch and stuff, man. Do y'all have a liquor license? I was like, you know damn well. <laughs> you know damn well we ain't got no liquor license, bro. We having a big-ass party in a trailer, dog. Come on. Okay, since, you know, y'all were at a party house, have you ever, have you ever, felt, have y'all ever felt like y'all was pressured to throw one? with say, you know, after practice, Friday night, someone's like, man, ain't nothing to do. Then, you know, everybody knows y'all at a party house, but people start slowly looking at y'all. Multiple times, bro. More times, more. Man, look. It would be like blazing hot days. We have been going through trials and tribulations all week. Just doing band shit. Classes, all that stuff. And people didn't realize, man, that like we'd be doing all that. And we'd be at home. Our home was actually our home. Mm-hmm. So we had to like go to sleep, chill, eat. You know what I'm saying? I'm so, sure this day go like, damn, can't it just me, Stephen, and Josh just be Exactly, here? exactly. <laughs> and I was like, look, man, we can't be having... Like, it's cool, we appreciate it, but, like, we'll tell y'all when we thinking about having a party. We we got y'all, but y'all just ain't finna just call people to our crib, which didn't happen before, bro. It didn't happen before. People straight up, like, some of, some of the people we knew, they'll be like, hey, we going to uh, AJ crib, we going to Steven crib. And he's giving that look. Like- yeah, we'll just be looking at him. We'll be like, you going to who crib? I'm like, nah, bro, not today. <laughs> not today. We need ours. Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure because, you know, when, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, usually when I was there, like, man, like, someone has to clean up after all this. You know, they, people yeah. don't think about that. Probably because yeah. I was older, I thought about all that. Yeah. Like, I thought about, this is actually somebody's house, so I got to respect it. And see, sometimes, man, we, like, most, a lot of times we had to worry about, like, cleanup mm-hmm. and, you know, assessing damage. But, like I said, we did have some good friends. So, like, sometimes some people were, like, actually stay there because they'd be too drunk and we good friends so we'd be yeah. like look man just crash on the couch find a spot go to sleep uh and they'll wake up help us clean up if we sold punch sometimes people will come back the next day for some more punch in exchange for helping us clean up trash and all that and we'll be like shit bet man hell yeah there's no problem like <laughs> for sure oh, okay continue with the with the podcasting um you briefly um describe you and your producer Jahari's relationship you know with the podcast like take us through y'all's daily week of preparation for an episode man 
Well, before or now? Like whatever, whatever, whatever. All you right. Want. So first of all, man, Jahari, he's my frat brother. Uh, he was a brother in my frat way before me. But Jahari was one of the people that I looked up to when I first got to Troy because you know I was a freshman. I walked into Troy, and everybody who was in Jahari's apartment, man, uh, him, Matt B, Wally, Padgett, they all welcomed me in with open arms, like completely. They were like, "Hey, man." What's up? Come over to the crib. So it was like our own little oasis. Mm-hmm. Like you could go to their crib for anything, man. The house learned doctors. And Jahari, he was the only black dude, man. So I was like, shit, let me, what up, Jahari? How you doing, man? What's happening? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you got to get in where you fit in. And uh, Jahari, man, crazy, crazy talented musician in all aspects, man. I mean, from doing production skills to an actual drummer. Jahari is one of the best drummers I've actually seen ever, bro. He's one of the craziest drummers I've seen ever. Uh, and chopping it up, whenever he told me, he was like, whenever you're ready, bro, we can do this podcast. And I was like, bet. I really didn't know what that meant. But, <laughs> like, for real, I really didn't know what it meant. But whenever I was ready, I was solidified. I was like, hey, man, we need to record this podcast. I'm thinking Jahari is going to pull up with just, you know, a mic, you know, a normal. Mic and a laptop. Yeah, a mic and a laptop. Man, Jahari came in already, bro. He got an interface, mic, laptop, testing levels. Uh, came with a whole studio. Yeah, came with a whole <laughs> studio, man, in his book bag. And I was like, man, boy, Jahari, you, you that nigga, bro, for real. Like you just, you the goat. Uh, and I remember, it, like, he didn't done, done stuff like this before, like, uh, as far as audio engineering and all that. Mm-hmm. He didn't done, done it all. He's done it all in school. And whenever he came to the crib, I had never recorded a podcast before. I ain't never, like, done any recording. He was going in blind, basically. Yeah. And Jahari, he looked at me, bro. He was straight up. Jahari, he real did. He has, like, this this sixth sense, man. Like, he loves music as much as I do all genres. Mm -hmm. So anything that I don't get, he feels in the holes. Like, that, that's pretty much him as far as, like, the music goes. And, like, we listen to some of the same stuff. So, if I miss it, Jahari, he'd be on it. Uh, that's why I miss having him in studio, like, in the crib. But yeah, I used to do it, like, Yeah, together. Okay, I thought, I always thought since he lived, you know, in a different city, y'all just communicate through email and phone See, at first, at first, we started in Troy, though. Oh, oh yeah. And we started in Troy that. in my apartment. But, man, uh, Jahari... Uh, he had everything going. He had it all going for me. And I remember him looking at me, bro. He, I was like, bro, I don't even know how to start an intro. He was like, bro, be completely organic. All these stories that you tell, all the times you talk about music, all these cookouts you be throwing when you just be talking and doing what you do, just do that. Be 100% organic. And I was like, shit, bet. And from then, that day forward, bro, we've been doing this podcast. Okay. Yeah, 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 that too. I always try to sound like I'm not really. I try to sound. I just want, yeah, be yourself. Basically, yeah, what we're trying to get across. Okay, and usually, uh, like, how far into the podcasting game it took you to be like, you know what, I actually like this, bro. Shit, the first episode, man, oh. episode one, like, like Jahari, the whole environment we had, because like, um, like you said, I can talk about everything, all right, right? Yeah, yeah. Like me, man. Like me and Jahari, we had the whole setup. We'll have something to smoke, something to drink, and we'll just be in our apartment, in my apartment, and we'll have a little session, and then we'll start up. 
and everything will be completely organic from there, man. It was just a good relationship between me and him. Jahari really is the backbone of this podcast. Okay, how, and you know, since he does live out of state, now how do y'all communicate through, how do y'all like shoot ideas off each other? I'm pretty sure it's a lot easier to do it when you're face-to-face. How you do it when your only source of communication is phone call, text, email? Uh, a lot of phone calls, texts, and emails. Oh. Like, <laughs> straight up, uh, if there's, because this, this is how it works now. If I send him a recording and something's wrong, he'll chime in, tell me what needs to happen, give me uh, suggestions, and yada, yada, this, that, and the third. Right. He'll tell me everything, like, that's going on with the sound and everything, uh, any inputs. He sends me music uh, that I may have missed all the time. Okay, because like, uh, you can't listen to everything. Yeah, you can't listen to everything, man. Uh, and... Uh, we just communicate from that because everything we got is intertwined with each other. We have the, you know, email. We have our own, you know, drives. We just upload everything and we can both access it. And uh, I record, send it to him. He does all his audio engineering. He sends it back. Uh, before that, he'll send any feedback he got or anything. Man, Anything I need to do different or uh, I'll communicate with him and be like, hey, we need to do this. And it's, it's really a just uh, give and go, man. Keeping that constant communication going. And y'all shoot each other ideas, too? Yeah, all the about, time. Oh, like, hey, we should do this topic, or hey, we should do this topic. Uh, Not so far as topics. Uh, It's more so as, uh, hey, you need to put this here. Uh, This right here will sound way better like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to put, we probably don't need to put this because it'll be too long. Like, Jahari really is like that that goat friend who's like, hey, man, here's the music. But also, he puts on his audio engineering hat. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, man, this is the sound. I like I like how you say, you know, when you say we. Because usually yeah. most people will be like, I do this, this, and this, and I send it to him. And he sends it back. Like, I, I, I'm, pre- I'm glad you're, you're, uh, you're saying he is basically part of the podcast, like one half of it. Yeah, man, because, like, straight up, man, I can't do all this by myself. I got a music background. I'm a musician, but I'm no audio engineer. Like, there's different aspects of music that people don't even know about, man. Like, the back, like, the stuff that goes on in the background, man, like, the audio engineers, the mic setup, the stage crew, like, all kind of different stuff, man. And uh, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm not. I could I could do this podcast by myself, but it will be ba- from the basic tools that, like, I learned as I go. I wouldn't have had any help, especially from Jahari, man, because, I mean, like, Jahari knew some of this stuff. And he learns as we go, too, but he yeah. learns more. He just knows more about certain stuff than I do. And I'm not going to pretend like I know it because, I mean, I don't. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and since you've been podcasting for a little over a year, you know, have you ever listened back to older episodes and, you know, viewed the progression from an older episode up to, you know, a recent one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh Whenever we first started off, man, uh, I remember recently, actually, like in the past few months, Jahari was like, hey, man, we got to work on, we got to do something about the sound quality. He was like, we got to get a pop feel to, we got to do this, do that. And I was like, bet, we jumped on and we finally fixed all that. And I look at the sound quality from the first couple of episodes, uh, which were Gucci because Jahari was using his interface Mm -hmm. and then like towards like episode. 20 that's when i had no clue what i was doing by my damn self 
And those were like kind of shitty. You're like, man, I sound terrible. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't terrible. It was just like, man, this ain't that quality. Wait, like, I put this out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then Jahari was like, do this, this, this. And I was like, bet. And I worked on it, man. And uh, he was like, bro, this sounds fucking perfect. So the sound quality from then to now, that has definitely changed. Uh, some of the way we do certain stuff, we still talk about music. But when I first started, I had like, a bunch of musicians that people normally wouldn't listen to, people were sleeping on, mm-hmm. uh, just a bunch of them that I listen to on a day-to-day basis. Boz, J. Cole, you know, pe- Chance the Rapper, a bunch of people that people just normally look over. Mm-hmm. And this was Chance the Rapper back in, you know, 2013. Like, like 10 days. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, old Chance. And uh, back in those old episodes, that was all good. But, and nowadays we still do that, but we also chime in about some of the newer music that's coming out too, as far as albums, but you know, still artists that are like kind of slept on, people don't listen to as much, but are like great goat tier caliber. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. with me, I, I I still refuse to listen to my first episode because back then I didn't have a I, well, I didn't have a, a good quality laptop, so I was writing my notes down. I don't have the best handwriting in the world. Yeah. And I was stuttering, falling over my words. You, I, well, I think I still have to listen to my first episode, but I could probably see, I probably tell I was nervous. Man, like mine, I was nervous, but like I said, man, I had inspiration from my boy Jahari, uh, some good gas and some good liquor. So uh, we were Gucci in the living room, bro. We were good. It took I, us a couple of little. You know, a couple tries, but we got in there pretty good. And also, I was like, who the hell am I listening to this? You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ever had that thought, like, when you were recording your first episode, like, man, who's going to listen to this besides me and Jahari, of course? Yeah, but like I said, like, a bunch of people, man, they'd always come to the crib. My crib was really the kick it crib. Mm-hmm. So, people would come over, man, smoke one. We'd be grilling outside, uh, play some cards, watch TV, watch some anime, do all kind of stuff, bro. It was like the chill crib. When I went in class or when at work. So, uh, and we'd always talk. We'd tell the stories about stuff that didn't happen. And the a bunch of people who originally were listening to the podcast only at first. The only people who were listening to the podcast at first were the people who were there for the actual events. Okay. And the stories that I was telling. And so, like, they were like, yeah, man, all this stuff actually happened. So, they were like co-signers on the situation. Okay, but one more question about podcasts before we switch lanes. What are your goals of your podcast and what you want people to get out of it when they listen to it? Uh, my goals, man. Good music. Keep on some music, bro. There is a lot more music out there to listen to than your norm. Like, some people, I, I just don't get it. I don't get people who be like, I listen to music, but they only listen to trap. Oh, yeah. I listen to music, but they only listen to, like, R&B. Yeah, to broaden your, your horizon. Yeah, man, you got to reach out, bro. Like, I'm the dude who can straight up go from listening to some Ice Cube, to some straight up R&B, to some R Linux, to some Anderson Pop, and back to my roots, man, back to the old folk air listening to T.I., starting mm-hmm. trap music, to my project, Pat. Like, I'm a well-rounded, like, person when it comes to music. So, I, I just wanted to get that aspect out. So, I try my best to give people a broader horizon of listen, listening, man. Like, just listen to everything. Listen to more stuff. Listen to more music. Okay, have someone ever came up to you like, hey, 
you were talking about this artist on your podcast, and I listened to that artist, and I like him. Oh, yeah, 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 all the time, man. I used to get a bunch of emails, uh, but now people just hit me up on Twitter. They'll hit me up on Facebook. They'll be like, hey, man, appreciate you. You put me on artists all the time, and it been a, it ain't been no misses. Appreciate, thank you, because, like I said, it's a bunch of people who only listen to one kind of music. And, or your, or more mainstream type Yeah, stuff. or more mainstream type stuff, which ain't nothing wrong with that. Like, that's not your fault. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not to blame. It's just, you know, some people only listen to the radio and mainstream stuff. Because that's all they know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's switching lanes. You know, we're going to talk about sports, mainly the Lakers, first of all, because we're both Lakers fans. Uh, You know, second round of playoffs so far. How you think we're playing so far? Man, we playing good, bro. We tired as hell right now, dog. Like, <laughs> like straight up, we tired, bro. That man, AD, I know he tired. He a big man. LeBron. He's not a spring chicken. He not, bro. He is not. That man, he old. LeBron well, is old, well, bro. NBA-wise. He yeah, old. he NBA old. Yeah. Like, he's really NBA 35 old. 35 is like 45 in the NBA. Yeah, so you got to you gotta take that into account. And then, going up against the Rockets, man, they just athletic. Like, the athleticism they got. Yeah, like, like I, know, they can, I know we're up 3-1, but at the back of my mind, is like, there's two MVPs on that team. They, they could both give you 50. See, yeah, and the thing about that is, bro, like, you start to worry about stuff like that because, what was the game? Game four happened yesterday, right? No. Game four? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get back at game three. Well, Rondo jumped back in at game two. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Rondo did his little, he did a little something-something. But game three, Rondo came back in, and Rondo turned up. Oh, yeah. Rondo real deal was the savior for the team. He scored more than LeBron. Him and AD was doing the damn thing, and that what brought the win back out. And so, uh, I feel like they just working off morale at first because, you know, after the first game, they'll take an L. Yeah, but they're going to go back to the lab and, you know, figure everything out. Yeah, you're not going to win every game. We, we would like to, but you're not, you know, just, you know, realistically, you're not going to win every game. Damn sure would, man. Like, I really appreciate if LeBron just came out that bit swinging, man. But I got hope for my boys. My boys, they ain't disappointing me. Like I said, like, well, LeBron, you know, the natural he wants to pass the ball, you know, get everybody involved first. But sometimes, like I said, when you got things going, he's got to be like, man, we know, fuck what y'all doing. I'm going to go and score 40, 50 points. Look, bro, That's me and LeBron doing. got a, 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 a horrible relationship. Not to, when LeBron came to L.A., this is how, this how I, this how I uh, took it. Okay, basically, LeBron was the high school quarterback, popular, you know, yeah. uh, you know, all the girls want him, and out, of, and out of all the girls, he chose the ugly duckling, which was the Lakers. <laughs> you know, because you know, you remember we we weren't good for six, seven years. Yeah, you know, even when you know, God rest his old Kobe, his last two, three years of Lakers was not good at all. And then he, I, I was like, he he chose us over all the other pretty girls. He chose us to take the prom. That's how I felt when when LeBron went to LA. Man, when LeBron came to us, bro, I really thought like. It was him trying to, like, make a, not make a name for himself because he's LeBron, but he was trying to prove something. He was trying to prove that he could do it. But he didn't have no help, and it showed. You know, uh-huh. he had no help. Well, they were mainly young guys, but. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what he was thinking. Like, shit, bro, you got a bunch of newbies over here. Like, you can't, you can't turn sugar into shit that quick. Yeah, and plus, you know, you're, you know, you're a rookie. You're like, you know, hey, you know, we ain't supposed to be this good this year, so we're about to just bullshit around. Then that LeBron comes. You go from scrubs to title contenders yeah. off rip. Yeah. And my thing is, like, LeBron, when he first came to the Lakers, man, like, I, I was not a LeBron fan. I'm a fan. I was a fan of LeBron, the man. 
but not LeBron the player. Yeah, that's what people need I, to do, like, oh my bad, cutting off. But people need to separate the man from the athlete. Yeah, like I give him his props, like on the court, no doubt. Like I give him uh-huh. his props, all that. But like when people come down to comparisons and stats, I'm like, look, bro, LeBron is just—he just LeBron. He a good ass player. Mm-hmm. Like he really is a good ass player, man. But like he can be a beast when he wanna be, and we need him to be that beast and. People overhyped him, and he came to the Lakers, bro, and he won that beast that we needed him to be. Like, he was not his first couple of years. And uh, this, well, the past two years, man, uh, he tried, when he first got there, he tried to play the whole role player of coach and player. Yeah. Coach on the court, player on the court. And he I'm like, was Look, definitely the oldest, the, old, the oldest player there. Yeah, and I mean, like, that, that veteran status, man, is good and all, but at the same time, it's like, bro, Shit, fuck that, man. Dunk the ball. Do what you do, man. Put up 40. Put up 40. You know what? Put up 40, bro. Yeah, we know you can. Yeah, we know you can. Put up 40, dog. Stop trying to be a coach all the time. Yeah, but Let we, the coach coach. Yeah, but we do have help this year you know, with AD. You know, thank God. But uh, game five is tonight. Do you think we're going we're gonna to bring it home? Man, bro, we can close it out. But like I said, LeBron, real deal, got to turn up. Uh, AD, I feel like he going to turn up all night. I feel like Rondo. He's playing good this whole series. Yeah, he has, bro. He has. And, bro, they've been scaring the shit out of me, dog. Because uh-huh. I was like, bro, AD, like, don't get hurt, man. Because he got tripped up a couple of games. Oh, yeah. I was like. And I was like, shit, man. Your eyes bro, got just, big. just walk it off. Just yeah. walk it off, bro. Walk it off. Yeah, he's a uh, big man. But it's all good, though, because I think all three of them going to eventually turn up. And I think this is the game where they going to show, hey, I'm about to give all I got. LeBron, hopefully, he put up over 30. AD, probably going to put up, like, 30. I hope Rondo put up like twenty something. Uh and shout out to my boy Caruso. Oh, I was about just about, I, about to Man, him up. I got to shout out to my boy Caruso. <laughs> Caruso is that kid who you forget actually in the game. Like you forget he on the court, but as soon as he get the ball, he he like he that key playmaker, bro. He either gonna make a good pass, a good assist. Like he is really a team player. Like he makes bro. the plays that, that that's not on the stat sheet. Yeah, exactly. He makes all the great plays, dog. So shout out to my man Caruso. Yeah, because I tell people Caruso, like we know he's not going to be the leading scorer. We know yeah, he's not exactly. Good. But like I tell him, like he may only play 18, 19 minutes, but damn, he's going to play hard all them eighteen, exactly, nineteen minutes. Exactly, bro. I mean, like get straight off of offense, go straight to defense. I mean, hauling ass, bro. Yeah, he was getting cooked by Lillard, but I was like, damn it, you're trying. I do give yeah. you that. Hey, man, shit, AD, man, he was getting cooked that last game, though. He was getting cooked last game, bro. Uh, goddamn, uh, whatchamacallit, man, he pulled up, like, three points on his ass. Nah, shit, pulled up, like, so Harden. three or four shots on his ass. Uh, Harden and, uh, damn, I can't think of his name. Westbrook. Right now. Westbrook. Man, bro, Westbrook, he was like, oh, man, I don't like Westbrook. <laughs> I don't like Westbrook, the person, the okay. player, like, it's cool, but... He be trying to be so hype. And I'm like, nigga, you just shot a damn a three. I mean, that's cool, but nigga, you only shot two of them. It's like you're it's a calm down, man. You're you're twelve and forty three. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, shut up, man. Sit your head down somewhere. Yeah, and with the Lakers, you know, before the season, to me, I consider the successful season just making the playoffs and going from there. But as of now, what would you consider a successful season? Man, a successful season for no, for real. Honestly, man. Uh, people have counted us out over the past couple of years. That's why I don't get why people just out the blue just talking mad shit about the Lakers, dog. Like, we've been bad for like shit, six, seven years. So, yeah. like, you ain't had your time to talk your shit yet. 
So us making it all the way to the uh, to the second round, like I feel like we didn't did our due diligence for real. Anything past this, like, is just shit a bonus. And also, you got LeBron. You got LeBron. Safely to say, he's probably the most divisive player in NBA history. Yeah. Going to the most popular team, in or the most well-known team, so of course you gonna get that you know that hate both from you know people who don't like the Lakers already. Then yeah. you add LeBron to that. You know, with me, it's like what I don't like is with people. You know, when Portland was playing good and they were playing good in the bu- you know the bubble games. Mm-hmm. You know, people were like, "Uh oh, y'all better watch out, Lakers." Damian Lillard, he's cooking. We beat Portland. They're like, "Oh, they're the eight seed. You're supposed to be exactly, bro." You know, like, how y'all switch up that quick? I'm like, y'all be on these man dick. Like, oh man, they five, they five. Uh, me and we beat their ass. Like, we straight up dragged their ass yeah. and they'd be like, "Oh, they ain't shit, bro." And then the Rockets, the Rockets are a good team, but I think we're gonna. I want us to close it out tonight, but I think either way, we're gonna win the series in general. And to me, it's like I feel like they give the Lakers all the shit, and they give the Clippers all the breaks. Yeah, like Grant, the Clippers are a great team. I'm not gonna especially after that game last oh, night yeah. with the Clippers, bro. Like how y'all give up that win? Like how y'all give that up, bro? Y'all and y'all had to lead all the way to the fourth quarter and gave it away. Yeah, well, me is like I want the Lakers to win tonight. You no, know, so because assumingly we're gonna play the Clippers. Like if Denver wins this series, cool. But I just want Denver to push it as far as they can. So if yeah. we win tonight. We get as much, you know, rest as possible. Yeah. So hopefully, fingers crossed, we can win it tonight. But talking about the other teams in the playoffs, of course, the Easter Conference Finals will start soon. The Heat gave the Bucks, you know, the gentleman sweep, four yeah. one, and the Celtics won a great game, hard fought series yeah. over the Raptors. So he got going to the NBA Finals at the Easter Heat or the Celtics. Man, I I wouldn't be dis- I ain't gonna lie, I wouldn't be disappointed with either one, but me personally. I want to see that old Celtics-Lakers rivalry. Oh, yeah. So, like, I want the Celtics to make it to the end uh, because, like I said, I'm happy with what the Lakers done accomplished so far. Like, straight up. We missed shit for seven years. Yeah, we? exactly. Exactly, bro. Like, anybody, any any Lakers fan should be happy. Yeah. They should appreciate what's going on right now. But I just want to see. You remember how we did it back in high school? Like, everybody link up, go to Buffalo Wild Wings, yeah, see wow. the games. And all that, man. And, like, that was straight up a Lakers-Celtics, like, year. So, that's what I want to see. So, you still want a Lakers-Celtics uh, matchup? Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad if Miami take it all the way. Like, I wouldn't be mad whatever happens at this point. I won't be mad at it. I at think, all. I was thinking by the day. I think I'm, I'm leaning towards uh, the, Cel- the Celtics, too. But, like I said, the Bucks. Did get eliminated from the playoffs, unexpectedly yep. eliminated early, and Giannis being a free agent after next season. There was rumors today that he unfollowed, like, the Bucks and stuff on Instagram. Man, bro, I saw it, dog. Not, people reacting just, to it. I'm like, uh, you know, like, you know, it, that doesn't mean nothing, but uh, do you see him staying with the Bucks or leaving? Man, Either this know. season or next season. I don't know, bro. They're going to have to give him some bread. They're going to have to give him some money, dog. Like, if he don't get that bag, he going to do it. I think they ought to, because, um, I think, you know, the team you're with at the moment, they can give you the biggest money. Yeah. Because I, I read that the Heat and the the Warriors are like the two. Um, I, I even heard Toronto. There's like the three viable landing spots if he decides to go. But I think, me personally, my gut feeling, I think Giannis is going to stay because he's all about that family and loyalty and all that stuff. But they, when you lose, that you know, that can go out the window too. But yeah, it's gonna sure be, do. I, I think he's going to stay, but it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if they – I think if they win the title next year, he's staying. But I think if they lose and how they lose, he may he may go. I don't know, man. He might be one of those people who just signed a one year contract. 
True. For real, just to see what's going on. Yeah, because uh, he got to he, he got to develop some kind of jumper. At least you don't got to be Steph Curry. You don't got to be Kevin Durant. Just just get something like it. Look, get an outside three. Get an outside shot. Some bro, like I would deeply appreciate it. Like just to see it from you. Like that that were real deal. Like take your game from like this seven to a ten. Oh yeah, yeah. And switching lanes in, in other sports. Of course, we're in the South. College football is king. You being a Bama fan. Goddamn right. Me being an Auburn fan, we're in the same room. So it shows that we can coexist yeah. without, you know. <laughs> I always hate when people, like, people are like, you go to, you, you like Auburn's like, so? Yeah, man, like, <laughs> bro, look, man, I'm the only Alabama fan in my whole house. Yeah, my family's is mixed. Like, I'm a Auburn fan, brother's Alabama, dad, Florida. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm an Alabama fan. My daddy, my brothers, my mama, my sisters, everybody in my immediate household, Auburn fans. I remember uh, I went to Walmart one time. I had the Auburn shirt on. You know, I'm just, I'm just doing, I'm just minding my own damn business grocery shopping. Yeah. And someone just walked past me. He's like, he said, uh, roll tide, like underneath his voice. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I'm just trying to do my do my shit and get, a, get out and go home. But, yeah, like I said, what college football season? Starting for some schools, SEC starting in a couple weeks. So, are you ready for some SEC football? Man, bro, truth be told, I'm ready for any football. I've been watching these bullshit games to be oh. on. I've been watching Wake Forest, the, the damn Navy, nigga. We watching damn Notre Dame and Duke right now, dog. Like, And so, as far as football, I'm glad to see any of it. But, for sure, the SEC, I am anticipating all of it. Because, I mean, it's going to be the only brutal shit we get to see. Like, yeah. as far as, like, Elite college, you football. know, elite college football because I mean the Big Ten they done, yeah, they not they, having a season. Yeah, I I think they're gonna start in January, but ain't no point in. I mean, like I'm gonna watch it, but I mean I ain't gonna be watching it like I'm watching. You You're know, not gonna be in tune with yeah. Like, yeah, my opinion is how they gonna crown a national champion if half the teams play fall and half the teams play in the spring, bro. They actually might not. Yeah, they just they're, just, they're just out there playing. Like they really might not, man. They might do just the. Uh, just whoever's playing in the fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can see the team. With you being an Alabama fan, you know, over the course of the offseason, we see a lot of coaches showing support for players, you know, in their stances on social justice. And we're not here to compare, like, this yeah. coach did it better than that coach. But Nick Saban was the prominent one because he is one of the yeah. uh, faces of college football when it comes to coaching. He was out there leading the march and speaking at the same entrance of a building where 50 years prior, yeah. there was a group of people protesting not with black yeah. students in. So, how do you feel being an Alabama fan, knowing that Coach Saban cares about people who look like you? Man, bro, I appreciate it, bro. Shout out to him because, I mean, uh, the black players could have straight up been like, hey, I'm not playing. Like, they could have they oh, could have yeah. did that. I mean, that's the end of Alabama football right there. Yeah, I was saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not – I didn't say this because I was an Auburn fan, but yeah. just hypothetically, you know, take them black players off the field. Like, how many national championships think Saban would have won? Not a damn one. She probably won. <laughs> just, just probably one being nice, yeah. And like the thing I don't get about like people who bring up you know the governor, he was like, you know, black people will never come into this school and play on this football team, all that. And I'm from Phoenix City, Alabama, man. People that don't know about Phoenix City, we're 30 minutes from Auburn. Like, I've been to Auburn a, a, a lot, like, we right here up the street, uh, Tuskegee right up the road, you know, uh, uh HBCU. And when people tell me, they be like, oh, Alabama's racist. They really don't understand, dog. Auburn, 
Auburn got they Auburn do some racist shit, man. Like Auburn, it's a it's a it's a pretty dark area as far as like you know race racial issues come. So that's why I was like, how you gonna say that Alabama races and Auburn ain't? Like I mean, like it, it everybody they got them them people. Everybody got them people. Dog. Oh yeah, especially in the south. Yeah, especially in the south, man. They all got them people. And how you feel about? These quote unquote fans uh, criticizing Saban for marching with his students. Man, fuck them, bro. Fuck all <laughs> y'all, man. Like, if y'all don't want to watch the football game, that's all good and well, man. Like, burn your attire, burn your jerseys, do all that. You done bought it, so they didn't got the bread. So I ain't got nothing good to say about y'all because I mean, shit, y'all, girl, you don't give a fuck about me. I mean, straight up. Because mm-hmm. if you if you don't if you don't stand with Nick Saban marching for social injustice, uh towards black people, then you don't care about black people, man. So, fuck you. I yeah. don't care about you. Yeah, because uh, I remember when he did that, uh, I think one of the I was on Facebook, you know, just doing my daily searches. I want to, a woman, you know, she, she, she's been strong with her anti-black lives matter. You know, she's yeah. one of them, if you comply, you won't get shot type people. Yeah. And she and she shared, you know, the Nick Saban march. And I just sat back and I was like, dumbass, you know what black lives <laughs> matter is doing and Nick Saban, they're basically doing the same thing. Man. You know? Some people don't get it, bro. They try to make their own agenda. They try to make, they try to take something, and they try to take like the topic and the situation and mold it to their own meaning, dog. Yeah, it's like people interpreting the Bible sometimes. It's like you can take a scripture and you can make it fit your own needs. Yeah, yeah. But like that ain't what it say. Because like, like the Nick Saban care about Tammy and Huntsville or this yeah. five star recruit he's trying to keep. That exactly. Black, you know. Well, I, 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 I feel like Nick Saban is genu- genuinely cares. He's not just doing it for you know to save face. Yeah, man, he really ain't had. He really hasn't given off the I don't like black people face because he can't, man. He's he, about that. He age. seems like a genuine dude. Yeah, he's about that age where people his age do think of that. Dude yeah, yeah, that yeah, way. man. Just generational, like that's how they came up. And I feel like if Nick Saban was really really had that. Like mindset, then we would have been seen it way before now. Yeah, but we I think seen it way before uh, now. he's genuinely doing it because he cares about his yeah. players, and also um, more on social issues. But now in the NFL, of course, NFL started last week. Texas and the Chiefs uh, kicked off their season. And both teams, you know, they gathered in midfield, um, with arms locked. You know, great moment of solidarity. Or you think because we heard overhearing the booze. What yeah. was your reaction to those? Man, bro, I ain't even watched the game. I ain't gonna lie, I ain't watched the game, but I saw like all the clips on Twitter, ESPN, and immediately I thought I started thinking, I was like, hold on. Y'all mean to tell me that they not kneeling for the flag, they not protesting, like they not, you know, talking shit about the flag, none of that. We really just locking arms for, you know, equality, man. They stood up. Yeah, they stood up. And y'all still booed these people, bro? Yeah. Y'all booed them because they want to be, like, equals and they standing together? Like, that's just racist to me. And the, main, like, the kicker is, even the announcer was like, you know what I mean? Please join us in the moment of silence where we lock arms for the support of uh, social justice. He, he said what was a four day. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody booed, but you heard some boos. Yeah, boo, you hear boo. all the boos, bro. Yeah, but I hate the people to be like, Y'all can't just play the game. But they're still playing the game afterwards. It's exactly. Not, it's not like Patrick Mahomes throw a touchdown. They stop the clock. They kneel for about 10, 15 minutes. They get back up and start playing. Bro, my thing about it is, dog, like you can't get mad at these people protesting for uh, equality 
black equality because they're black, bro. When they on the field, like even like they take their skin off. Oh yeah, right, like yeah. they black on the field, off the field, like they're real, really standing up because they got a platform. Yeah, they're, on, they're, they're only gonna be football players for that little short amount of exactly their wife. And what I think is like what's what's the kicker for me is like these same folks booing. These black players, the same folks will be cheering for them, what, an hour later when they score a touchdown? Man, and, like, that's what I really don't get. Like, I, I just don't understand. Like, you only it. see them useful as scoring touchdowns, making plays instead of that's the, the slave, That's the slave mentality, man. Because I try to look at, you know, athletes I see on TV as, like LeBron James, like, he's more than just a basketball player. He's a yeah, dad, yeah. you know, businessman, all that stuff. He's a black yeah. man at the end yeah. of the day. He's black before all that stuff. Yeah, and, like, no matter how good you do, how much you do for the community, uh, how much money you make. At the end of the day, bro, somebody who just don't like black people, somebody racist, they just going to be like, they can be like the brokest, uh, most hated person ever, bro. And they can just be like, ah, look at that nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. they just be like, ah, you just nothing but a nigga, bro. And I'll be like, man, what? What? Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah, I really don't get it. It don't make sense to me. Because me, it's like, they told you, you know, hey, you know, we're not doing this disrespectful flag. Colin Kaepernick even said, "What I what I, what I don't get is a Green Beret told told Colin, hey man, uh, don't sit King Neil because that's I always thought anyone shows signs of respect. That's yeah, what, yeah. you know my opinion. And, and also, like, you know, when they put a national anthem, people were like, what the hell we're doing? We're, we're sitting on the couch at home. Yeah, you know, because yeah. when when a national anthem plays, some people were like, I oh, should you know, let, let me get something to eat. Let me use the bathroom. Yeah. Let me make this phone calls. Like, come on, I was like, I appreciate everybody who's like." Why you kneel for the flag? I appreciate they don't they don't stand up when they're at home. Yep. My thing is, if you're gonna take it to you know, to the you know, if you're gonna be like that, like when they play the anthem at games, stop concession stands, stop taking tickets, yep. stop selling merchandise, all that stuff for those what, two minutes. That's what I think. If you are gonna go all the way, go all the way with that. Yeah, might as well. I, I mean, like I was bro, I was in band. We were both in band. And so when we were on the field actually playing the national anthem, like we could see in the crowd. Like, we can look in the crowd, bro. People get up, go to the bathroom. People get up, go to the bathroom, going to get food, walking all around. And, like, weren't no complaints then. It wasn't not a single complaint then, bro. But, like, this just goes back to what I said about people taking the narrative, manipulating it to fit their narrative. Yeah. Like, straight up. And, like, they just just not good people, bro. They just assholes. Yeah, but what's what's, what's the more, you know... Fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with TV, man, what you been watching on TV lately? Man, bro, I just put out my last episode of the podcast. I've been watching all kind of black exploitation, black cinema, all kind of stuff, bro. Moesha, uh, P-Valley, I got addicted to that. I finished that season. I mean, I've been hearing stuff about that. Yeah, it's pretty new. It's real it's, new, as a matter of fact. Uh, stars. Oh, I only got stars. Yeah, see me, I look, y'all. I'm old school black. I got a fire stick. I don't watch shit legally unless I got it. I got Hulu and Netflix, but anything aside from that, goddammit, I'm not buying it. Yeah, but um, yeah, but I know they they, do, they added stuff like Sister Sister, uh, Moesha on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been watching uh Moesha, Sister Sister, uh, and the Parkers on Netflix. Or no, nah, the Parkers on ain't on yet. Okay. Uh, uh, girlfriends actually got on today. I ain't even checked that out for real. What other uh, streaming? Well, what other shows you think they should add to streaming platforms? Man, they should add, bro. They should add. Uh, I was gonna say cartoons, but they added some of the stuff that I really do like. 
uh, like Avatar, The Last Airbender, and you know, Legend of Korra and all that. But they do need to add like some of the real old black shows that people used to like. Like Steve Harvey show. Oh, yeah. A bunch of people don't even know about the Steve Harvey show. My Wife show. and Kids. My Wife and Kids. That was a slept on show. Exactly. Uh, one that people really don't know about, Malcolm and Eddie. Yeah. Malcolm Jamal Warner, bro, and Eddie Griffin had a show. I got to see that. I got to see I got to see it. The, I, it sounds familiar. Yeah, it, it's one of those shows that when you see it, you be like, I remember this, but it probably came on at like 4 o'clock in the morning when oh, you were like, like Wayne, fucking tired. At the Wayne's Brothers. Yeah, yeah. In a Jamie Foxx show, man, dude, I don't understand why they ain't added the Jamie Foxx show to something like already. Because I like the Jamie Foxx show more than I like the Wayne's Brothers. Well, I, I was the other way around. I like both equally, but I think I watched the Wayne Brothers more. I, I definitely will say I did watch the Wayne's Brothers more, but I think I like the Jamie Foxx show more. Yeah, Jamie Foxx show was a, it was fun. I, I hope they get added on to something. Yeah, but you know, it just takes time with certain shit. Yeah, man. I thought. Netflix and Hulu dropped the ball when they, when they didn't get the Fresh Prince. Yeah, but that's different, though, man. Yeah. Like, Fresh Prince, like, that's a staple, man. Like, I feel like they're going to have to shell out some real, real money to get that. What you think about them having a remake or a reboot, but more of, uh, like, a dramatic reboot? Oh, uh, are you talking about the fan-made one? Or no, the... they actually make it that into a, a show. Really? Yeah. Or oh, is that the one where uh, they were saying that Will Smith is going to play the... Uncle Phil role. I don't know about that, but I know he has something to do with it. Oh, shit. I didn't know, man. I didn't know. Uh, I just thought it was fan-made. But if it's anything like the whole, like, it got dark. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you know, when uh, Will got to fighting and got sent from uh, got sent from Philly to live with his uncle and all yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, this one is more, yeah, a, a dramatic approach. But I think they got the green-white, but I don't know what's going to be on. Man, shit, man. I, I, I'm happy. I, that need to happen. For real. It'll be a dope little dramatic cinema, man. Yeah, I thought about it. I was like, it's preference Belair, man. I don't want to see, you know, people like, you know, like, like you're not Uncle Phil when you see Uncle Phil, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. But James just, Avery. Like, it's one of the things, like, you got to, I'm I'm a, I'm a guy that's like, I got to watch it first because I don't want to, you know, when people hear it, like, that's going to be trash. Like, how you know you, you haven't watched it yet? Yeah. That's how I be feeling about all these live action remakes and all this shit, man. I'm like, look, bro. Y'all can say it's going to be trash, but at the end of the day, you ain't seen the movie. Yeah, it's a way to you. Even when they were talking about Batman, uh, when they having to do from Twilight playing Batman, I was like, just wait till you see him until... Yeah. And then they, they played the trailer. I thought it was good. Bro, because, like, people really need... Like, they'll be surprised at how good an actor some of these people are outside of, like, their norm. Yeah. Like, their normal roles. Like, uh... Like, it's, it's just wild, dog. Like, you never expect some of these actors to actually, like... Play some of these dark roles that they can play. Yeah, because Will Smith, because he yeah he starts diving into more darker roles. Like yeah. I mean, you know, the older he got, because you know we know every time I see Will Smith, I see him as the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, but when he got into uh, was it um what's that one movie Pursuit of Happiness? I was like, whoa! Look, man, Pursuit of Happiness, dog. I will straight up tell y'all that is one of my that is one of the movies. Well, it's one of the few movies where I actually shed a tear. Oh, yeah. When that man, when he was in that damn bathroom, bro, oh, yeah. I was like, I when ain't the, no goddamn way. When he had to, when things, he had to, he pretended it was like a cave. So Hell yeah. In it, and then his, uh, he had to prop his foot on the door so that guy couldn't go in. Oh. Man, bro, I wanted to jump in the movie and be like, nigga, if you don't get the fuck away from this dough, nigga. You know, you see you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that was, really, he made you want to, like, he made you feel yeah, that was the whole scene. Rock bottom for him and his son. And it was based on a true story, bro. Oh, yeah, So, yeah. like, they hit, even home, they hit home even harder. 
Yeah, yeah. In, in sports and lanes, the same run with TV. A few days ago, you posted a picture of your recording setup of your last episode, which was great, by the way. Right, appreciate um, it. And but I couldn't help but notice you had the Demon Slayer playing on, playing in the oh, background. Yeah, yeah. But how did yeah. you uh, get into that show? Man, Demon Slayer. Uh, I don't. I don't even know how I got on the Demon Slayer. Actually, uh, no, I do. My homie Denzel. Mm-hmm. Me and Denzel, we always watch anime together. Me, Denzel, AJ, Jahari, uh, we always watched anime together. Like it was one of the things. Whenever we ain't got nothing else going on, we hit the crib, pull up. We gonna put on some anime or some other show. And I got on the Demon Slayer late because yeah, me too. Mine was earlier this year. Yeah, me too. Me too. Denzel was like, "Hey, you need to watch Demon Slayer, bro. It's one of my favorite animes." And me, I read manga too. Mm-hmm. So. Whenever I like get on to a new anime, I try to finish that up before I start the uh start the manga. If I'm just now getting on the anime, because that way you can skip all the chapters and shit. You can skip the one they, they right show on TV. Yeah, you want to know what happened right afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. you keep your anticipate patient factor up. And uh, Demon Slayer, bro, is lit. Oh yeah, I think I got into it. I was just scrolling and I saw it, and I was like, oh, I see people talk about this show, yeah. so I saved it. And I read the manga. The manga's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I, I ain't started reading it. Like, I saved it in my notes to where I'm at. Like, right there at the train. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm about, like, I think two arcs after the train. It's, it's good. Uh, you know they're making a movie, right? Of, of that train arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had saw, uh, I don't know if it was a fan-made poster, but, I mean, I guess it was real. I think it comes out next month in Japan, of course. Oh. But we got to, what? hopefully... Hopefully, fingers crossed, like Crunchyroll gets it and they put it on or Funimation. Man, bro, ain't no telling with the actual, like, anime movies, bro, because they'll come out in Japan. Like, uh, whenever One Piece Stampede came out in Japan, I had to wait a whole year to, like, see it on another website or something, bro. Even, like, if you wanted to, like, uh, even if you wanted to torrent it, to stream it illegally. I'll watch it. If I had the power of the Demon Slayer movie, I'll do it. Oh, yeah, for damn sure. Hell, yeah. Uh, it's right up my little lane. But, uh, man, it's wild. It's crazy how that whole situation works. Of course, they'll have it in theaters in, in the, U, uh, the U.S. In the States, but it won't be in all theaters. It'll be in select few. You yeah, maybe Atlanta. It. Yeah. You look like the bigger ones like Dragon Ball Z and My Hero Academia played the local theaters here. But with Demon Slayer, it's, it's still not relatively... It's still not as popular as those. So, you probably got to yeah. go to a bigger, uh, a bigger city, too. Um Watch something like that, but keeping on Demon Slayer for a second. And the Demon Slayer fan, you know, is the Netsu, the Thunder guy. Yeah, he's a, a divisive character on the show. Like, what are your thoughts on him, man, bro? Somebody need to hit that nigga upside the head so he can turn up like he need to, bro. Cause, bro, fuck. Oh, he is like what? What I, I I defend him like with me. Everybody can't be the hero. Everybody yep. can't be brave. Yep. You can't have like in My Hero Academia. You can't have twenty Deku's. Yeah, you gotta yeah, have yeah, your yeah. Deku's. You gotta have your Bakugos. You gotta have the pervert guy. Yeah, you know you gotta have a little bit of everything. That, Cause that's he he plays his role. He's the coward yeah, in the yeah. group. But when push comes to shove, he has to do his one move, which is great. He does yeah. it, and that's like I, I like him as a character. He does a lot better uh, in the manga. And just so I won't spoil it for anybody who's out there reading it. But sticking yeah. to anime, what is your stand on the whole sub versus dub debate? Look, man, I don't give a damn. Like. When I first started, uh, I've been I've been watching anime for over 20, 20, about 20 years now, for about 20 years. And when I first watched it, uh, you know, of course it was Dragon Ball Z. Then I started watching it on Foxbox. I started watching One Piece. Uh, 
connect a man, you know, that's ultimate muscle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all that, bro. And, like, it was it was dubbed. It wasn't subbed. And I got on the subbed once I hit, like, maybe 10th grade. Because my boy George, he put me on, bro. George, he was like, bro, you got to start reading the manga. Uh, the dubbed, I mean, the subtitles, bro, they got those out. And you can watch way more, way more episodes are out. Yeah, it's but not- it's not dubbed. So, I, I don't have a problem with either one of them at all. But I have become accustomed to subtitle just for the simple fact like it has a lot more content out, has way more content out, and you get used to those actors. The actors' voices, uh, you get used to all that. And so, yeah, sometimes like, because some uh, dubbed is direct translation. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. It, some sound, like some sounds right when it's, when it's uh, sub, but when it's dubbed, like, I don't know. Like yeah. yeah, but with me, like I, I watch both. Like I watch My Hero Academia dubbed. Yeah. Uh, what else I watch dubbed? Of course, your classics, your Dragon Ball Z, your Hakusho. show. Yeah. I hate when people are like, I can't stand a, a dubbed anime. It's like you know, watching dra- all the classic ones we watched growing up. Yeah, exactly. Dubbed. And like, I get it, I get it, but that's like a super. That's like a deep, deep, different kind of fan. That's like one of those perfectionist fans who probably watched like. Like we said, they came up with uh, dub, but then like they have watched nothing but sub, nothing but sub. So they don't want to pass. They want to pass judgment, but they ain't gave everything else a chance. And I'm like, man, shut up. Because sometimes I don't feel like reading. Like sometimes I watch anime when I eat. I can't eat and read at the same time. Exactly. You know, like to me, like I was talking to a friend about My Hero Academia. He watches it sub. Yeah. We were still able to hold a conversation. We were still like, I don't like this character. You know, I don't like that character too. We were still able yeah. to agree and disagree on stuff. But you mentioned One Piece, like you can One Piece is safe to say one of your favorite animes. Yeah, yeah. Like what makes One Piece so good, and why people like myself should watch it? Look, man, One Piece is the most detail-oriented, best storytelling, now greatest animation I have ever seen in an anime, bro. In a show, like the storytelling is crazy. Like you, he Oda starts telling the story in episode one, and. Everything that he has in every arc is still like uh, relevant up to a up to the current episodes. So everything ties in. Everything. They're on what nine? What nine fifty? Yeah, nine fifty. And the thing about that is, bro, like I started off watching uh, One Piece. I'll never forget this, man. I was I was like, I was young, man. I was super young. Uh, I was getting ready for a little league football game. I was late for a Little League football game because I watched the premiere of One Piece in the U.S. on Foxbox. <laughs> and I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm going to watch this shit, my nigga. And then it had the whole rap intro. And I was like, yeah, I'm finna watch this. And all of that was sub. I mean, it was dubbed. And from there on, bro, I was hooked. I was like, man, cool. You're going to be king of the pirates. And it didn't got so more deep than that, bro. Like, the story, it, it developed to a point in storytelling to where you're like, bruh, this is wild. This is crazy. I never would have took this from the first episode. Yeah, that's what with uh, Hunter x Hunter for me. Like, when I first started it, I thought it was just, you know, those four people, they get their hunter license, they go fight monsters. But then, well, no, it's way... It yeah. veered off to that. Yeah. I'm in the, uh, what's called the Chimera Ants. Oh, the Chimera Ants? Yeah. Man. It started start off a little slow. I ain't gonna lie, but when... I think it starts picking up for me is when uh, Gone and uh, Kill Wall, they fight 
the uh the cool bar looking guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Knuckle yeah. finish his name. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Knuckle Fado, man. I love oh yeah, Knuckle. I do. I do. Yeah, like, they cool. I do like Knuckle. I do like uh, I did like the other two people in the group. Then he just went away. Uh, uh, uh Wayorio and uh. Oh, that'll be back. That'll be back. But yeah, but I did like I did like the arc he was in. What it focused on him, uh, the the Phantom Troop. Yeah, that was a good arc. I did you see uh? Yeah, you've seen Kite already. Oh yeah, yeah, with the yeah. with the with the scythe, man. Yeah, he. I think I'm on the part now when uh, I was watching it today. Was <laughs> the dude with the big ass cigar? Uh, oh, with that big ass pipe. Yeah, yeah. He's oh. he's fighting the uh, the cheetah guy. Bro, he fight. Yeah. That nigga is fight, uh, dog. And they're fighting the cell. I, I call him Cell because I want to pronounce his name. Yeah. Yeah, but Hunter Hunter X is really good, and uh, it's, it's of course uh, the. The guy made that also made you Hogger Show one of my top uh, one of my top yeah. animes. What's your top five animes? Don't have to be you know in order. Just top five. Number one, One Piece. Uh, number two, uh, Promise Neverland. I heard, I heard good things about that. Attack on Titan. Uh, Dragon Ball Z. I'll take that back. Dragon Ball. No, Dragon Ball, just Dragon Ball in general. All the yeah, just Dragon Ball in general. Before Super, Super was dope, but everything before. I Dragon compare Ball. Super. I don't know if it. I compare it if Dragon Ball. If Dragon Ball Z's Avatar. I compare Super is was in the core. That's how I look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hell yeah, that's a great comparison. And uh, Inuyasha. Okay, mine. I don't keep it classic. It's usually, of course, Dragon Ball Z, all, you know, besides Super, all that stuff. Yeah, I try to keep all the classics out, yeah. but I mean, like, I fuck with the classics. Yu Yu Hakusho, Cowboy Bebop, G Gundam, and Fighter Throw. I like My Hero Academia a lot. I see, see, I do too. And Demon but, Slayer is an honorable mention. Once it gets yeah, more seasons, yeah. it, it may hop into the top five. Man, I wanted to put Ron, uh, Ronnie Kenshin on there, but it's. I, I watch it. I it's my it's one of my favorites, but I wouldn't put it in my top five. It's very dope because it inspired a bunch of my, it inspired like some some of my favorite characters okay. in like anime, different anime. Do you watch uh Fire Force? Uh no, my boy AJ, bro. Fire Force is really good. Yeah, AJ been telling me to watch Fire Force for like three two years. Now. Oh, it's it is so good. He was I, I asked him one day. I walked in the crib. I was like, bro, what is this? He was like, bro, it's Fire Force, nigga. Yes, he is fighting a flame right now, bro. He is beating that flame ass. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and like... You didn't pay end, no mind to Yeah, it. I ain't pay no mind to it. And at the end of the episode, I was like, this nigga really beating a flame ass. And then nigga AJ was like, yeah, bro, you need to watch this. Yeah, I, I do want to uh, read the manga, but I don't know where it's at. Like, the, I think the OG Fire Force theme song is probably one of the best anime things I've ever heard. Yeah. And speaking, you know, with, you know, usually anime has great music. And switching into music, you know, you, you talk a lot of music on your podcast. Yeah. What's, in your opinion, your favorite album of 2020 so far? My favorite album of 2020, bro. If you had to pick one. <sighs> Man, it's been a couple of good ones, dog. Uh, either they acknowledged that 1988, uh, which barely any lyrics won. It's damn near a full acapella, well, damn near a full instrumental album. Uh, either that, that price of tea in China, or 
I'll leave it at that. I'll put those two, man. I'll put it those two. Okay. What do you feel like is the most underrated album that, that, that that's not getting the attention it deserves? Uh, underrated album? Not this year? Yeah. Uh, honestly, man, uh, I wouldn't say one specific album. Mm-hmm. I will actually put this on a, a full label. Brazilda, Brazilda Records. Okay. Everything they got coming out, bro, is severely underrated in the masses. Like, people really not giving it the shine they need because it is some, bro. Yeah, I, I was in them. I, I'm not a big New York, like, style yeah, rap yeah, person. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I do like their, like, grimy sound that they got. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, well, with music, yeah, with, uh, you talk about going to concerts a while on your podcast. Out of all the concerts you've been to, you had to pick one as your favorite. Which one is it? Ooh. Ooh, man. Probably Anderson Park, man. Probably Anderson Park. I've been to a Two Chains, uh, Cole, Childish Gambino, but Anderson Park was the one that did it for me, bro. You had like your two steppers in there. You had your Neo Soul women in there. Uh, I got to see No Name live, Thundercat live, and Anderson Park live. And that's, uh, that's second best. To the Kendrick concert we went to. Oh yeah, the Kendrick concert was great. I felt like you did that. You was at a family barbecue. Hell yeah, bro, for real. Well, me, I would say, I was, I was holding J Cole one up there because you know with, with Cole, you like he don't got no hype music when you go to yeah. the concert. Yeah. Can you remember he was to me? I said he walked when, when he walked out. He was Jesus. And then he walked yeah. through the crowd. I remember the guy next to me was crying. Who Kendrick? No, a J. Cole concert. Damn. I was like, hey. <laughs> yeah, he, I was like, this man really is Jesus out here. Because we got to the Cole concert late due to reasons. I I, I went through that whole yeah. story in my <laughs> other podcast. But we got to uh, that concert late. And I actually missed seeing uh, Anderson Park and his band, the Free Nationals, perform. Uh, because they performed before Cole came on yeah, stage. Yeah, I think it was. I think when I we, when when I got there it was Boz. We, we just missed JID. We, it was as it was Boz, uh, Anderson, and then Cole. Yeah, we ain't see none of them, bro. We ain't see none of them. We got there as soon as Cole got on stage with that damn orange jumpsuit. Oh yeah, yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but and you already talked about uh, you and your producers, your hard relationship. But we're in the era now where the producer get as much credit as the rapper when it comes to songs and albums. So who's some of your favorite producers in the game? Uh, producers. I would definitely say Knowledge, uh, Ninth Wonder. Oh yeah. Uh, for real. Doctor Dre. If people forget, like, you know, usually when producers ha- they have like a little intro. Yeah. You know, like p- people forget Pharrell. He does a little like four count. Yep. Because remember they had a someone had a video made a compilation of all the songs Pharrell produced. Yeah, and I didn't know he produced uh, Kendrick Lamar's All Right. I didn't know. I didn't know that. See, and that's the thing, bro. I like I like producers who have their own signature, like trademark. Mm-hmm. Even starting back in the day, man. Me, I remember me and my boy Jahari had this conversation back in the day with Funk when uh, they had Funkadelic and all that, uh, all the different Funk groups with Boosie Collins and goddamn uh, all that, bro. The whole Funk era. They found out about the one and the one is like beat one and like that's where you put your accent at and like that real deal molds the funk sound mm-hmm. so anything you trying to make funky bro just like 
put that little funk bass onto it, and it gotta be on it like the the accent gotta be on beat one. So you you definitely tell when you when you hear the one, like it's you can you can feel the funk vibe. So I like producers like that who will like get their own signature piece onto music. Mm, who's uh your favorite? You know, since all the rappers like to collaborate with a certain producer, who's like your favorite rapper and producer duo? Uh. Favorite, my favorite rapper producer duo. Man, I don't know. Uh, or just pick some you like. That's hard, man. I like the Ninth Wonder, and uh, the Ninth Wonder and Kendrick. But I also like, I really like the uh, Alchemist and uh, goddamn uh, Alchemist and Action Bronson. That's that's one of my favorites too. Uh. And I like Alchemist and Boldy James. And just kicking it back to old school. Uh, probably Dre and Snoop. Okay, what's like your your dream rapper producer combo? Like dream rapper producer combo. Hmm, that's wild. That's crazy. Probably. A beautifully produced. Pharrell. And. uh, John Legend. Because John Legend, he's a producer too. John Legend sound. uh, With. Uh, Kendrick beat. Okay. Kendrick, Kendrick. Kendrick yeah, they have Flo. collaborated, uh, Pharrell and, uh, Kendrick. Yeah, they have, they have, times. but, yeah. yeah. the whole album? I don't know, I would not complain about that. Yeah, yeah, at all. And, yeah, Switching Lanes, uh, well, we're still, still sticking to music, but, uh, this past week has made it two years since the sad passing of Mac Miller. What effect Mac music had on you? Man, bro, look, man, Mac Miller had a deep impact on me. I done talked about this a lot of times because... As soon as I started high school, man, like we had just got out of that little area era music, uh, the early two thousands, the mid two thousands, we were entering the two thousand tens. I was on my own lane, bro. I was like the type of person who was cool with everybody. I listened listen to different stuff, mm-hmm. so I was on that Gucci, that Wayne, uh, Dolph had just come out, Currency, Wiz Khalifa. You had people who were still on the trap element. And people who were on more chill shit. Kendrick popped up and Future had popped mm-hmm. up too. So, for a while, I was strictly listening to, like, Wiz and Mac Miller, bro. Like, heavy. Heavy, heavy. And so, it just gave me a different outlook on life. It was like, have fun, be you, do what you do. Don't let nobody change you. Yeah, I also think... How Mac connected with you know us and all other friends. Like he, when he came out, he was about the same age as us. Yeah, he damn sure was, man. He really was. Like Mac Miller, bro. He he takes on a deeper role than just a musician. He was really like one of the homies, bro. Yeah, people forget how talented a musician he is because he does play guitar or he did play guitar, piano, drums, a whole bunch of other stuff. Bro, he played a lot. Of he was more than just grabbing mic and rap. And see, that's what people see, bro. Like he said, like it's a it's a it's a saying that you know, Easy Mac with the cheesy raps. But that was just him, bro. He just 
he said that because you know he's a white dude rapping, so might as well use that little persona to get in. Yeah. But bro, like, is a crazy musician. Like his music, uh, his beats, the way he, the stuff he talks about, man, like it's all crazy and inspirational. And he never tried to be anybody other than himself. Like he talked about what he was going through at the time. And like how he is and who he was, and I I, pre, I applaud him for that, bro. Yeah, I feel like you're your podcast. Like, I don't like it when people let's say like when, when you know when, when it's the the anniversary of someone's death, they treat it as a celebration. Yeah. I'm not into that because it's like to me it doesn't sit right with me. Like like you yeah. said, I'd rather celebrate his birthday, his birthday, like a release of his album or anniversary of an album, yeah. but not the but not the anniversary of his passing. Yeah, bro. Because like, man, look. He passed, and I, I, it's just weird for me, dog. It's like, you're going to celebrate this man's death. And, like, the crazy thing about it was, bro, when I found out Mac Miller died, I was in a strip club. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to be thinking about, like, that on the that death. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's just a whole different thing. Yeah, like, yeah, like, if it's his birthday, cool. Yeah. Anniversary of an album, cool. And I was seeing, like, on Twitter, bro, everybody putting up his two years since he died. I was like... We don't want to know that. Yeah, and, like, normally I'll put up, like, little tidbits of hip-hop history, mm-hmm. facts about R&B and shit on my uh, Facebook page and my Twitter page, but I just couldn't do it with that, dog. I couldn't do it. I was like, I'll see y'all closer to his birthday or the kids' release or something like yeah, that. Yeah, with me, like, Mac was... You know, besides Michael Jackson... Mac was, like, one of the first artists, you know, because I was, like, probably four or five when Tupac and Biggie died, so I yeah. really, you know, didn't care. Well, not that saying care, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. it didn't affect me because I was, like, four or yeah, five. Yeah, exactly. It went but on when the Mac radar. died, I was, like, yeah, that was one of the artists besides Michael Jackson. I was, like, it, it hit me. I was, like, dang. Man, bro. Like, he was our same, he was the same age as me. Yeah, he grew up with us, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, that, like, that hit the same, bro. Like, imagine, imagine if Toy Story would have come out with a movie right now, bring Andy back. And Andy died. Yeah. Like, y'all gonna feel that shit in your heart, bro. We all grew up with Andy. When Andy was little having his birthday party, we were that age. When Andy went to college, goddamn it, we were going to college. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so, yeah. like, we grew up with these people. And these people had an impact on us, whether, like, subliminally or whatever, man. Like, if you don't realize it or not, like, these people really did have an impact on us. So, you feel it. Mm-hmm. And what are your three favorite Mac songs? About to put you on the spot. Oh man! You can go Wiz, five. Just if I'm, 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 I'm nice today. You can go five. Man, Wiz Khalifa and him floating, uh, Oyve, uh, Insomniac. Uh, I'm trying to kick it back old school. Uh, anything from uh, man, this nigga Mac is fire, bro. Probably gotta whip out the phone for that one. Okay, what's well, this you're doing now? My my top five are probably I probably get some off kids. I'll, I'll go Kool Aid Frozen Pizza. That's probably one of the first things I heard. I would go Kool Aid Frozen Pizza. I'll go Therapy off Faces. Yeah, anything from Faces. For I would go. I would get the title of this song wrong. It's on. Uh, it's it's a guy that's fair, sexy, nasty with Kendrick. Oh yeah, yeah that's, that's three. Too. I will go stay for. And um, wait. Um, oh, I can't count. Yeah, the two songs. I got that song. Two songs off that. Cool for the pizza. I'll go with. I can't think of the fourth one. There's so there's so many you could put there. I'll go with wedding too. Off faces. 
man, bro, face is taking a lot of them for me too, bro. The week, the, uh, the weekend was one of my favorites. Like the weekend was my going to yeah, Friday, like yeah. leaving work song. See, I probably got Angel Dust off of Faces. That's a good one. Uh, you already said Therapy, so I ain't gonna do that one. Uh, Funeral from Faces. I already said that uh, Wiz and him keep uh, floating. Keep floating. Uh, shit. I know, I know it's, you know it's a good artist. It's, it's hard, bro. It's hard, yeah. man. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, but. It shows how much good music he made. He can't even pick five songs. The High Life, That Riding High. Oh. Was hard. And The Finer Things. I forgot about The High Life song. Finer Things. Yeah, I forgot about The High Life tape. Yeah, but we could tell. Yeah, you could tell. Um, yeah, Max. Well, I still listen to I think last year. You know when Spotify did their whole. Hey, this is what you listened to all last year. Mac was probably my top five like listen artists I listened to Bruh, last it was, year. It was Mac. It was Mac from yeah. I think Mac was on mine. Mac Anderson Park. Yeah, Mac and Anderson Park were like my top two. Yeah, I still, I still listen to Mac. Like he's not, like he's still here. Man, bro, I ain't gonna lie. For a while, I couldn't listen to Mac, dude. It just, yeah. it just made me depressed. Cause he just put out swimming like a month before. Exactly, dog. And I was like, bro, that's don't. A, like that's a different listen now when we listen to the lyrics. You like, oh, wow. Man, bro, that's what I'm saying, though, dog. Like, anybody who was surprised about the way he was living, like, didn't listen to Faces. Like, this well, he, man... Well, he like, had his demons. Yeah, Faces, like, perfectly told everybody where he was at. Because he had that album, Delusional Thomas. Mm-hmm. That's when he was bad off of shit. Like, he was going through all, it all. He was bad off of drugs, and the album reflected it, because the album was damn near trash. <laughs> and then he came out with Faces... And he was like, I'm in a better place. I'm still doing drugs. But, you know, I'm all right. And that album was a masterpiece. That is my favorite yeah, faces is, album to this day. Is, I like is it The Divine Feminine. I always get that. Yeah, that that's good. a pretty good album. Yeah, it's a good one, too. It's a good one, too. I, I did like Swimming. Yeah, like Swimming, it, it, it well, was granted, dope it, for me. It, it, but, you know, that's when his death happened. So, like, oh, man. Yeah, like, it hit me different, dog. Because, like, like I said, I couldn't listen to a bunch of Mac at the time, bro, it made you depressed. It really yeah, did. Like, you guys, like, damn, I just like, he just put out this a month ago and now he's gone. Man. I still remember, like, my friend came up to me and told me, I was like, You lying. That y'all on Twitter, that's all you saw, bro. Like I said, man, like, I was in a strip club, y'all, like, straight up. My boy Denzel called me and he was like, I answered the phone like a dumbass in the strip club. <laughs> like, I was like, what up? He was. I was like, bro, I'm going to call you back. He was like, wait, wait. I was like, bro, I'm going to call you back. He was like, bro, wait. Mac Miller died. I was like, huh? You bullshitting. And so I was like, I'm going to call you back. I hung up the phone, got on the internet and shit, bro. I was like, what? And we got in the car, bro. We listened to Mac Miller the rest of the night, the whole ride home. Like, we was sad as shit, man. It, it was, but you could tell, you know, he still has that fan base out there because he put, he put out oh, yeah. a good product. No, so rest in peace, Mac Miller. Before we get into the final question, yeah, final question. What advice would you give out a person who wants to become a content creator, whether that's podcasting, blogging, YouTuber, photographer, etc.? Do it, man. You never know what you're going to do until you do it. Like, if you do it and you fail, at least you know you tried. If you do it and it's okay, then you know you got that platform to where you can start from and keep going. Something to work on. So I mean just jump into it. Don't don't let don't let self self doubt stop you from doing something. I think that's probably one of my biggest things. Like what I said, when I recorded the first or when I was in the in the midst of creating the podcast, I was like, 
who who would have listened to this except me? Yeah. You know, because I even because uh, I'm on this podcast page on Facebook, and someone someone was like, uh, "How do you build your audience?" And someone came and someone else commented was like, "As long as you got one person, you got you have an audience." Yeah, that's yeah, how I true. look at it too. Like, don't let the the plays or streams affect yeah your your uh you know your outlook. Like, damn, I only got four four streams this week. And then you know because that's 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 where the self doubt comes in. Yeah, and like my thing about it is, bro, like. I know between all the stuff I talk about, mine is mainly, you know, uh, talking about the black community and hip hop and actual good ass music. And from time to time, like I got like some crazy stories from college or escapades and stuff I've been on. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of something for everybody, man. If you want to hear a story, a dope, crazy ass story that's damn near unbelievable, I got that content. If you want to be, you know, inspired. Or here's some good news going on in the black community. We got that. If you want to get put on some new music, we got that. So it's just, you know, layered content. Yeah, it's great content, too. And before we wrap things up, this is the section I call the plug-ins. Where you have the floor, plug whatever you want. Man, bruh, look, first off, uh, follow me on all my social media, man. Me, I'm at Applejacks94 with 2Ks on Twitter. Uh, on Facebook, follow the actual Red Room Podcast uh, page. Uh, just type in the Red Room Podcast. We got an IG at underscore the Red Room Podcast. And also follow my producer, man, the second half of the podcast, Jahari Harris at Joe Roy Harris. That is at J O R O I Harris. I'll put it in the bio. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> on Twitter, man. Y'all follow him. Uh, Major, major part of the podcast, dog. And shout out to everybody who be listening, man. We got crazy support out here in the community from High on Infinity, man. Stash House Podcast, my boy Tyler, uh, B Wash, Trey Brandon, all them boys over there on uh, goddamn uh, out of hand, out of hand podcast. Uh, our other partner with goddamn Fifth Quarter Podcast, man, and my boy Chris with uh, Henry Sunday Morning. So we got a bunch of support out here, bro. Uh, everybody, you know, likes and shares everybody's content. It's always good. And between all of us, you really do see the different bases of content that we all got going on. Because between all of us, all the friends and stuff, the content in their podcast, all of us uh, are pretty much on that, man. Like, I watch a lot of anime, a lot of anime, but I don't talk about it on my podcast. Because, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Jake, he talks about it on his podcast, man, on High and Infinity. So, that's why I like, you know, actually being on somebody else's podcast. Because I get to talk about my other interests and all that. So, uh, that's dope, man. So, y'all go and follow them, too. Uh, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. So, check them out, bro. Yes, sir. And that's it. Like I said, all his podcasting social media links will be in the bio of this episode. Thank you for joining me, AJ. You've been a wonderful guest. And I will see y'all next time. Y'all be safe out there. Yes, sir.